0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by Mystery Ranch, built for the mission. And if you guys don't know this, they make arguably the most comfortable and most well and overbuilt fireline pack in the game. So if you guys aren't rocking one of those, well, your back probably hurts, and that sucks. So get some good gear. In addition to these fireline packs, they also make a bunch of other kick-ass load-bearing essentials. They make solutions for hunting, fishing backpacking to hell they even make like everyday stuff. So if you want to throw your civilian stuff, your civilian clothes in a backpack and stuff it under the seat of the engine or in the rack on a buggy, well, they make a solution for you. Hell, they even make briefcases, man. It's pretty cool. I actually got one of them right here. So really uh, convenient. If you guys want to make a crew boss kit or something like that, But in addition to the kick-ass load-bearing essentials that they make, they do a ton of other stuff for the community, like the 1039 scholarship, which is coming out here pretty soon, which is pretty damn awesome, if you ask me. So they're going to be giving that to the community, and they're going to have a limited number of scholarships available here pretty soon. So look for that coming down the line. In addition to that, they've also started the Backbone series, which we are launching soon. In fact, September I'm cruising up there to start uh, kicking that thing off. So I am super stoked. And uh, what that's all about is going to be about how the backbone of the wildland firefighting force here in North America is basically your temporary seasonal employees. So I am stoked for that. But if you guys want to go find out more, go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check them out. The Anchor Point Podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Oh yeah, I know that you guys have seen them around on the internet and probably some TV commercials too, but they decided to pick up our show, which I am stoked about. 2020 has been the year of things that are happening that are completely and wildly out of our control, but there is one thing that you can control and that's cleaning up your bush for Dirty August. We're going into snap Temper. Come on guys, clean it up. Anyways, our sponsors over at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so and do so safely i've been a user of the lawnmower 2.0 for quite some time but i just picked up one of those lawnmower 3.0s which is a premium electric trimmer much like the 2.0 but it's upgraded it's got the skin safe technology so you can help reduce those manscaping mishaps which no one wants that would suck right yeah, it's also waterproof and it's got a sweet flashlight. I don't know of anybody who's uh, doing their their uh, manscaping in the dark, but hey, if that puts lead in your pencil. Then by all means, I'm not going to judge, but they also offer a ton of other stuff. They offer their premium uh, trimmer, the the uh, lawnmower 3.0, and they also have some ball deodorant, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, no one likes chafing. It's like an anti-chafing ball deodorant. It is freaking sweet. They also uh, have a bunch of others grooming essentials like the shears 2.0 it's like a luxury nail kit and it's bomber it's cool but if you guys go over to www.www.manscape.com you can get 20 off plus free shipping yeah use the code anchor point at checkout and you can get all that goodies for 20 off so once again go over to www.manscape.com and check them out the anchor point podcast is also going to be brought to you by Hotshot Brewery, our premier coffee sponsor. It's kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause, and a portion of the proceeds will always go back to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation, which is awesome. But in addition to kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause, they do a ton of other stuff. So they have all the tools of the trade to get your morning started off right, whether that's if you're at home or even on the line, which is pretty damn cool. They also have a full line of apparel to help support that wildland firefighter culture and persona. So if you guys go over to www.hotshotbrewing.com, you can find all of those stuff. Not only do they make that stuff, but they also support the Anchor Point podcast by slinging our merch. So yeah. So if you guys want one of those sweet band of brothers teas or one of the fire fiend teas, and yeah, there might be some uh, new stuff coming down the line here pretty soon. So uh, yeah, go over to www.hotshotbrewing.com and check them out. And last but not least, the Anchor Point podcast is going to be brought to you by the Smoky Generation, also known as the American Wildfire Experience. And if you guys don't know what that is, well, I highly, highly, highly suggest you go over to www.wildfire-experience.org and check them out. Basically, what it is, is a catalog, a digital archive of sorts of stories about wildland firefighting here in North America, dating all the way back to the 1940s. There's a collection of over 100 of these, and it's pretty awesome. Bethany's got a kick-ass organization over over there, and uh, yeah, she also gives back to the community by providing you guys out there in the field with some grants. Yeah, she's uh, teamed up with Mystery Ranch and Water Axe Pumps to help facilitate some $500 grants for you folks in the field that are telling the story of wildland firefighting. So if you guys happen to be a blogger, a writer, a photographer a cinematographer If you guys are telling the story of wildland firefighting here in North America you guys have an opportunity to, to win one of these awesome grants so I know that the 2021s uh, have closed up shop but 2021 is hot around the corner so be on the lookout for that and once again if you guys want to find out more go over to www.wildfireexperience.org and check them out What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's staying safe, staying savage, and doing the damn thing out in line. Uh, Yeah, California is on fire right now. It is crazy, crazy amount of lightning and IA and extended attack activity down there. A lot of incidents, man. I hope everybody's doing well, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, the communities that are affected are doing okay as they can be. Uh, Yeah, that's truly tragic. Anyways, today on the show, I've got a gentleman by the name of Jason Patton, or you guys might know him as Fire Department Chronicles over there on the old Instagram and the old socials and his stuff is hilarious. Anyways, he is the comedic genius behind Fire Department Chronicles. He is also the co-owner of Fire Department Coffee and he is a mental health advocate for Banyan Treatment Centers. It is pretty awesome. So we're going to get a little bit of uh, behind the scenes actions and get to a uh, little bit of get a little bit of uh, get to know Jason here. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our good friend, Jason Patton, also known as Fire Department Chronicles. Welcome to the Anchor Point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Anchor Point podcast. Today on the show, I've got... Well, kind of like a, you're you are pretty much a celebrity. Yeah. Mr. Jason Patton from fire department Chronicles.
1: Up? What up brother? I don't think, uh, uh, I don't think I'll ever agree with that statement, but, uh, <laughs> I'll just say I'm well known in the fire service. That's what I say. You know? Fair, enough.
0: Fair enough. So how you doing, man? Yeah.
1: I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. Just uh, got off ship this morning, dude. So uh, hanging out. Got home, hung out with my girl a little bit, and uh, started working on some, some more scripts. So having fun with it, man. Nice, man. So there's that's yeah.
0: an, it. Got to be an interesting process, you know, creating all that content because you're 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 quite the comedian, man. That you're that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your videos are funny it, as hell, brother. man. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a pro. Like ninety nine percent of the stuff that I'm that I'm coming up with, the stuff we deal with on a daily basis, yeah. like it's stuff that we see all the time, bro, or stuff I'm seeing on TV, that kind of thing. Uh, a lot of the script writing comes from. If I'm trying to like the larger productions that I do, I have to write out full scripts for these things. To make sure I understand. Cause if you're doing a three minute long, four minute long video, if you don't have something written down, it's going to be bad. One of those things like you get back and you start editing everything. You're like, Oh my God. What, what have I makes done? Sense? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. That's one thing too. Cause I've, I've done a little bit of film production as well. And uh, yeah, I, I never realized until I got into it that for every 10 minutes of raw video that you have, Takes about an hour to condense down to one minute of usable video,
1: dude. And that's that's like that's a good day. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're doing I, good. Yeah, that's a really good day. I've had videos depending on like what the actual production value is, like how much I'm trying to, you know, how many special effects I'm throwing in there, or just things to kind of make everything cohesive. You know, or like jump cuts and stuff like that. I've had videos I've edited for two days, oh, yeah. like two, and it is, and it's not fun. <laughs>
0: well, if you're anything like me, you're kind of a perfectionist, and uh yes, yeah, it's got to be just like dialed in. It's got to be the perfect yeah. cut, and it's got to be the perfect transitions and all that stuff.
1: That, and that's it, bro. And that's why, like, there's there's one maybe two people that I. Uh, that I'm okay with editing my videos because it has nothing to do with them. They're incredible editors, but like when you have a specific taste, yeah. and it's it is just so much easier for me to just sit there and be like, you know, what? just give me all the stuff, and I'll blah, 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 and I'll sit there because I'll watch one one five second piece twelve times and be like, and I'll like. Four to two seconds. Nah, come back two seconds. Nah, like <laughs> you're know
0: that perfect place, man. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I, yeah. I totally understand. So, but yeah. yeah, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where you do? Where are you from? Where you? What department? Yeah, yeah all that stuff. <laughs>
1: So, uh, I, uh, I've been on with, uh, I've been in South Florida for uh, 12 years. I don't tell people where I work. Cause, uh, I don't blame I've you. had people, Wow, well, I've had people call my station and show up at my station and oh, stuff no. like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not okay guys. Uh,
0: <laughs> I am working. <laughs> so, I am an active, I'm active in the paramedic <laughs> firefighter world here. So I'm working. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't care if someone comes by to say hi or, you know, cause people call me, Yo, oh, can I come, can I come see your station? Like, yeah. absolutely. Come on by, man. It's totally fine with me. It's, it's the haters, the trolls on the internet that once they found it out, they would, ju- that would just be their mission just to be, you know, an asshole. Um, so <laughs> they, uh, but yeah, man, I've been there, I've been there for 12 years. I've been paramedic for 14 years. Um, you know, just dude, all structural firefighting and I, and I love it, man. You know, the EMS side is obviously the least fun, uh, But I've always said the same thing, like structural the reason we love firefighting so much bro is because you get it so little you know it's like like it's like anything else if i never gave you that like special beer or, or you know that that certain cigar or whatever you like you know that 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 like grade a porn um you know <laughs> like you could uh <laughs> you could um you know like you would want it like oh yeah that's awesome that's exactly what what firefighting is like man because oh, yeah. 90% of the time we're running ems calls even but when you get a hot good EMS call. Like you actually, you get fired up. Same thing you do with a fire. Um, but you know, the one good thing about EMS calls is most of the time you go, you show up, you're done and that's it. Yeah. Um, and, but with, um, with uh you know fires like you go up there it's it's a fun at least for structural firefighting it's a whole fun four minutes of spraying water and then it's two hours of overhaul and all the crap that no one wants to do it's kind of like it's the mop-up phase yeah oh my god so bad well, <laughs> so i mean it's, bad.
0: yeah i mean that's the whole thing though it's like the initial attack on the wildland side you know you just your heart's pumping you're going to your dispatch you're you know anchoring in you're flanking you get the fire wrapped <laughs> and then it's like days of mop up. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so God. I feel you there, uh, man. That's where your money's made though. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, man, that's cool. And uh, so you're in South Florida and uh, how many, how many years again?
1: I got, I have 12 years on as a firefighter and 14 as a medic.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, So what about any wildland experience? I know that Florida has like a lot of wildland fires, especially prescribed fire. They have one of the best prescribed fire burning uh, programs in the country. Do you have any experience doing that?
1: So actually, the area that I'm in, we've had some brush fires. We'll fight one every once in a while, but it's nothing big. Uh, probably about three years ago, so uh, just north of me is a county that's monstrous, huge. Uh, Martin County is the area, um, and they have a ton, ton of wildland fires. Um, and when they're big, I mean, I don't know a, a ton, but they when they have them, we have one. They went one about two and a half, three years ago, and they were on there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you got a lot, you got enough while not a while they've brushes and stuff like that. It's mainly brush fires, that kind of thing. But no, I have zero experience. We had a brush truck at one point in time. Uh, it was the giant biggest piece of crap I've ever seen. You know, one of those, uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you call pump and rolls? Uh, so like, like a type four know, or just, type three this thing would bear like you had to start it up every other day and it barely ran and you know, it was, it was, it was bad. Um, but, uh, no, I have zero experience in it, man. And I can tell you when I was learning about it, I remember in school reading about the stuff and you know, the dangers of it and what was actually going, went into to wildland firefighting. I was like, I'm good, bro. I am. I'm a ginger. I burn really fast, man. <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah, dude. It's, it's a, it's a different walk of life. That's for sure. Um, and that's, what's funny too. Cause on our side in the wildland side, we think that you guys are crazy. There's no way in hell you're going to catch me running into a burning building.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, I, I think with, with structural firefight, you know, I granted dude, like <laughs> uh, there are inherent dangers on both sides. That's why yeah. when I made that video, like I, I, it was more just like, yo, look at what these guys are doing. Like, this is insane, you know, because uh, on structural firefighting, you can have those same, like very, very fast adverse changing, you know, situations about, about uh, 10 years ago, I think it might be now or, or eight years ago. Um, you know, they had a fire where, um, you know, they, they went in and, uh, I believe the fire was on the, f- the first floor. They went into the basement to, to uh, do some search and rescue or do a fire attack. Somebody opened up a back door. It created a nice flow path, set the entire house on this entire oh, place shit. on fire when it was like that because it was like right off of a, a lake. So, you know, it was really bad, man. And unfortunately a bunch of guys died because of it. So, you know, we do have adverse changing situations and stuff in structural firefighting. But I guess for me, when I'm looking at these wildland fires, I'm like, yo, I feel like there's so much prep. And then, and then uh, I read this article and it said it the best. It was like, you know, you go out there with shovels and rakes and, you know, you're doing your prescribed burns and you're trying to, you know, get this thing in control and you may do this huge fire line and you've worked for the last 14 days to make this incredible fire line. And here comes this one quick you know, like piece of fiery wood that just goes right over your fire line, sets everything on fire. You are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like <I> mean, <laughs> that mentally, that that would I'd be like, fuck this, bring it, let it burn. <laughs> be, it was know. meant to
0: be, just let it burn. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's a challenge though, man. And that's the thing; it's like it's very unique risks associated with both sides of that argument, right? Yeah. That that both sides of whatever you want to call it, structure versus wildland. So it's very yeah. different. Uh, And it's not without its own risks on both sides. You know, they're both (laughs) very dangerous jobs.
1: Yeah. I agree, man. You know, and I, and I don't know how insensitive this is of me. And I don't I don't know how many wildland firefighters will be um, offended by this. But, you know, I've always said, like, what I think is absolutely insane about your job is that, you know, like for us, it's like you go into a structure. If it gets really bad, you get back out right now. You know, and most of the time we're able to do that. You know, hopefully something bad hasn't happened. But, you know, we got a bunch of dudes that go in there with more lines. We can get them out. routines, teams, that kind of thing. For you guys, they're like, all right, here's the deal. So if, it, if the fire comes at you really fast and you can't move fast enough, what we want you to do is dig a hole in the ground and then put this foil over yourself and make yourself a baked potato. Like, that's the way I look at that. I'm like, what? like, there's nothing, nothing better. We get to foaming or what, but it's literally mm-hmm. like just dig a hole in the ground and cover yourself with, with foil and yes. hopefully you'll make it. So I'm like, that's nuts to me, man.
0: And it's crazy, man. I mean, there's a lot of safety protocols too. you know, escape route safety zones, just like you guys have. Um, Yeah. You know, we try and get out of there, but sometimes that does happen. And there has I'm not going to lie that the uh, the fire shelters that we do use, they do increase survivability. But then again, it's also a dual purpose thing. And I hate to say this, but it's also for uh, scene preservation as well. So, oh god, yeah, Jesus. I hate to be dark about that, <laughs> oh my god. but I guarantee you, every wildland firefighter out there knows exactly what I'm saying.
1: Oh god, yeah. that's not yeah, yeah I, where, where yeah. the hell are you gonna go? Where, where are you gonna go? <laughs> I, dude, listen, listen, when you know, again, like that's why I said that in that video. Like, we all picture fires, right? And we're like, oh, there it is, we got time, like, run, like. No, this thing's moving at a football field a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, and I understand that's extreme cases, but that one had like 40 mile an hour winds behind it. Like, holy crap, dude. Like that's legitimately kind of, you know, the obviously we all we all know about um uh 19, don't know. What's the Granite uh, Mountain. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um like I watched. We I started watching that movie, bro, and it was one of those like my my girlfriend at the time pops it in, and I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, we're gonna cry, right? Like that's how this ends. This doesn't like go, this isn't a good movie, you know. And like we watch it, dude, and the whole time I'm like, oh my god, like I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't. And we all all firefighters think about that, like dude, like there's there's that moment when you're like, well, that's it, man. Like yeah. I God, it just just hope Ooh, for the best. Like,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, I mean, it's just like you said, man, that, that movie, you know what the ending is going to be. Everybody yeah. knows it's not a happy ending. And uh, yeah, man, and just a huge shout out to Brandon too. Brandon's a, he's a wonderful dude. He's the, uh, the survivor of the uh, hotshot crew. Yeah. know him quite well. He's an awesome guy. So, and that, that whole incident, man, I, that's another thing too, is like when shit happens like that, when we lose brothers in the field, Everybody yeah. feels it. And I'm sure it's the same way for you guys. If there's a major yeah. incident, like take 9-11. I mean,
1: and, and even for you guys, yeah, 9-11, all that stuff. Bo, but even, even that man, Grand Mountain, dude, that was like, I remember that, man. I still remember that. And I remember like, whoa, 19 guys, bro. Yeah. 19, right? Yeah, 19. 19 guy. That's a lot, dude. That's, that's uh my department. That would be my entire shift. Holy plus shit. two guys. Yeah. Like, uh, in my entire, we have three shifts, uh, it's, ABC. uh 18 people per shift, I believe. Um, it, it changes constantly. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, an entire shift gone, like, I couldn't imagine, dude. And I know that guys had to. I'm sure that guys had to do a lot of therapy, be like the survivor's guilt, that kind of thing, man. So I just couldn't imagine.
0: That's another thing too. Now nowadays, he's you know he's out of fire, of course. um, But he's doing some good shit for the community. He's actually started a uh, like a recovery center for people with addiction, and he's heavily invested into mental health community. He's doing some wonderful stuff. I mean, unfortunately, it came out of tragedy, but uh, he's giving back. He's just pouring his entire heart out into this whole. Whole community. And I love it, man. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was that was for the wildland guys. Um, I hate to say it, man, but it's that was like our version of nine eleven. I mean, nine yeah. eleven was huge for everybody that affected every American and affected the entire world, in fact. But uh that right there, the Granite Mountain nineteen down in Yarnell, mm-hmm. man, I know exactly where I was, and I'll never forget coming off the hill with my crew. Uh, which I was doing a squad boss detail with and I was coming down and then as soon as we got into uh, cell phone service, everybody's phones just started ringing and text messages and everything. And it was, we just knew something was up because it was yeah. everybody in fire camp.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's not, yeah. I can't imagine, bro. That's rough, man. Oh yeah. You know, make makes, yeah, you, it makes you think about your own life there for a minute, you know?
0: Oh yeah. And that's the thing too. I man. it's just like, I'm sure you've come to face to face with your own mortality a couple of times in your career. I mean,
1: <laughs> Yo, I had one bro. I was, I, I remember this first of my life, bro. I was in a warehouse, a UPS, uh-huh. uh, trucks on fire. Guy tried to like hook up his own like radio thing and like, it didn't, Short it didn't out. go well. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go well because I was there. Uh, so, <laughs> but, I were crawling. I'm crawling around. I just couldn't see anything. It was banked down all the way to the ground. But we're crawling around, bro. And I hit a uh, the conveyor belts. I hit the conveyor belt, and I remember, it like, right in that moment, because I'm already, I'm already, you know, probably two, three hundred feet into the building itself. So you're and super I remember in that exact moment going. Oh shit. This is how it happens. Like, this is it. Like, like, this is, this is how it could happen. I mean, I was fine up to that, but like you just have that moment where you're like, damn, like, cause if I got lost right now, I'm in a very large building. Yeah. And, and if I haven't followed the the hose line or, or my tagline or whatever, like it, it ain't going to end well for me, you know?
0: Ooh, yeah. That's where I think you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well structured man we're all crazy bro you guys go out and chase freaking fires and like trees falling on people and you're like digging holes with a shovel like no i'm good man i'm I'm good bro.
0: (laughs) so (laughs) i want you to do something here i want you to go into this forest and i want you to use nothing but a chainsaw a pulaski and a shovel and uh yeah good luck all right see ya
1: or the the guy like hey listen yeah yeah forest on fire Yeah, we're going to go on a plane and drop you in the middle of it. So uh, have fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah, man, the smoke jumpers. Those are some crazy. Those. Yeah, I don't know how they fit out of the door. The exit door at, you know, 3000 feet with balls that big. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know what's funny though man i put that video out the wildland firefighter one bro and i misspoke in it and a couple guys called me out and i was like i'll i'll take blame for it i said when you guys when you guys make those fire lines they are three to four feet deep <laughs> and, actually you know 30 feet wide I, after i released it and watched it again i was like three to four i'm an idiot <laughs> no way, they're taking four foot deep holes <laughs> well actually you you'd be surprised drunk. Three feet in the last two days. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, well,
0: hey, man, some places, you know, the duff is actually that deep. Like the forest, like all the pine needles and shit is actually yeah. that deep. So there are some occasions, uh, sometimes in oh Alaska. Yeah, sometimes in Alaska, <laughs>
1: man. So you're all right. You're all, all right. right. But it's very rare. I, 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 <laughs> I looked that up. I looked that up. And I and the guy said three to four feet deep sometimes. But I, And he brought up the whole like 30 foot long um Uh, fire, fire lines for like timber and stuff. I would imagine like really high. Cause what is it? How do you, how do you guys determine the fire line?
0: So it's basic. It's based off of like the adjacent adjacent fuels. God, I can't talk this morning, but you know, some places like, uh, when you're in like deep chaparral, like in Southern California, that scrub oak Mm -hmm. and all that other, Mm -hmm. other crap that's down there. Uh, you have to go like two blades wide on a dozer on a ridge, sometimes three. Just because of the wind, you get the wow. Santa Ana's. It's it's crazy, but uh what we usually do as far as hand crew stuff, you go and eighteen inches wide bare mineral earth, but then you have your your saw your saw line, and that's the saw swath that you cut, and that's up to thirty feet, forty feet. Sometimes you know it could be a football field. Um, it's exaggerating that's of course, crazy. but man,
1: man. that's crazy though, man. I just you watch those fires bro and you're like jesus christ like it was just there now it's there like what is happening right now man oh yeah but it's cool bro i, I think it's uh, it, it's it's crazy i think it, some of it is part of nature and that's kind of the way it like has to go i guess i mean i know there's prescribed burns and i know there's there's burning that has to happen yeah but like that australian one dude Perfect, I really, believe right? that.
0: you know what's more insane is those guys are mostly volunteers down in australia
1: uh, dude i i heard that yeah yeah seventy percent of all structural firefighters are volleys yeah uh, 70, 80%. or is that 80. worldwide no i i would say worldwide seventy to eighty percent of all um i know definitely domestically but i would say probably worldwide seventy to eighty percent of all firefighters are volunteers you don't like you don't like when i went i was i was in Poland uh, a couple times that must have been cool. and uh, huh that must have been dope that's that sounds awesome poland was cool yeah i uh my ex-wife uh her family was from there so we would go there i learned polish and we went there and visited and stuff but they're volleys man they're volleys in their town they set off like that air raid uh noise like Like "Ah!" a
0: world war ii siren
1: yeah bro yeah probably exactly what it was man
0: (laughs) some eastern soviet block shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) i we were there bro and there was a fire man and i could see the house on fire and they set this thing up, and I'm watching them. And it took them about—I think—I was saying, I think it was about 15 minutes before the truck was pulling out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Holy crap, dude!" Like that's a hell of a response uh, like, time. Yeah, thanks. I mean, and, and that's what happens when you have volleys, yeah. right? Well, uh, they, they, what, got, what day they mm-hmm. got day jobs and shit. They got day jobs and shit. Exactly, bro. That's—I always give credit to volleys, man. There, there's a lot of people who like the crap on them, and I understand. Like, they're not. Some of them aren't the greatest but yeah in the most part bro these guys are working nine to fives going home to their family probably two o'clock in the morning when everyone's setting their damn house on fire they're waking up they're going to fight a fire for two hours getting exposed to twice the amount of uh, carcinogens because they got to drive home with you know with that stuff all over them and then they got to wake up and do it all over again i'm like ah, yeah they deserve some respect you know well, even,
0: even domestically man I, I used to date a uh a, a volley up in oregon she uh she'd she was a paramedic, so she'd be attached to you know, the volley department there in Oregon and uh, yeah, yeah it'd be like, I'd have my two days off and I'd go see her, you know. <laughs> and it'd be like three in the morning and she's like, pager's going off. I'm like, oh, God dang, I just want to sleep. I don't know how she does it, man I'd have no idea how she does it. She gets like some, I don't know unknown fall or you know some IFT or wow. something like that.
1: She was a volley paramedic. Yes i you know uh illinois does that uh, one of the areas that i go to in illinois uh, i do some speeches up there uh-huh. they have volley paramedics and it's crazy i mean they get paid per call but it's like That's fifty dollars yeah it was like a rate yeah.
0: that was ridiculously low
1: yeah yeah so um especially when you're in areas where your transport time is probably an hour you
0: know? <laughs> her average transport um, time was like 45 minutes yeah
1: God, I'm so lucky dude. do the area I work in average transport time is is like five minutes. 10 Minutes like you well, can, that's convenient. I think we no, it's 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 amazing. I think we've done calls where there was like you know, the person because we when we get there and the person's like, I just want to go to get my, my pregnancy test. I'm like, all right, whatever. 17 minutes, I think, is our fastest call. It's just like, there, grab them, get them, drop them off, and that's it. We're clear,
0: package your patient and go, roll and go.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, shout out to the volunteers. And you know, I mean, that's the whole thing too, is like that you mentioned the professionalism thing a little. Little bit there. And that, that could be with anybody, man. That could be with yeah. a structure department, like a full-time municipal department that could be with volleys. It could be with wildland. There's good and bad on all sides of the spectrum there.
1: I agree. A hundred percent, bro. Professionalism really comes down to like how you interact with people. And we've all had our times, bro. I've, I've had my times at three o'clock in the morning where you, you called me because, uh, a.m. to pain. Uh, you know, your toe hurt. Like, you know, how, how long has your toe been hurting? Like uh, for six months. Uh, okay. like, Let's go. Like, not very happy, but let's go. Um, you know, professionalism definitely, you know, it, it, a lot of times with volunteers, it, it the professional, the anti-professionalism or whatever, it's not that they don't want to be professional. It's that there's not a lot it's difficult to invest a ton of your time when you're not being paid and you need to create other, you know, sources of income, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but most, most people that I'm running into, they want to do it, bro. They love it. They have a passion. In fact, I say this to every person that I've, that's ever brought up volunteers or has ever talked bad about it. I said, you know, if you own a business, a fire-based business, and you talk crap about volunteers, you're an idiot. Yep. Like, because guess who's buying those axes from you, or those leather straps, or all those things? Like, most of the time, if it ain't the department, it's the volleys, bro. Like, you might want to be nice to them because they're probably oh, yeah. the ones supporting your business.
0: <laughs> well, it's the same thing with us and the Wildland thing. Everybody shits on Type Two crews. Air quotes mm-hmm. here. You know, we got the Hot Shots, we got Type Two IA, and we got Type Two, which are typically your. uh Throw together crews, you know, or your pickup yeah. squ- your pickup crews, and they go out and they go out and fight fire. Everybody yeah. shits on them. It's like oh, that's type two. It's like no, hold on, hold on, <laughs> pump the brakes, bud. They're firefighters too. <laughs>
1: Man. Bro, firefighters are the worst, man. We just are, bro. Like There's it a- doesn't it, We all grab on each other. Like it's just I don't, I don't know why it's that machismo thing. Like uh, screw him, bro. Like no, no, you were him two weeks ago. I know, but screw him now. Hey, about? Oh I think it's just part of the. It's just nature of the beast, man. It's just the way things are. It's always been that way. Um, and, you know, part of it is good. It's good to raz each other and, and, and make each tough. other in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You show up because I know you guys are seasonal a lot of times, right? Yeah. So, the, you know, a lot of these guys are seasonal. I know you show up for, you know, season five and you've drank a few too many beers and you got a nice fat belly on you, bro. And one of the guys goes, damn, bro. Like, oh, that yeah. tired there. Like, in your head, you're going to be like, I lose some weight. <laughs> you know, so it's a good thing, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, I
0: know it kind of seems harsh, but shitting on somebody and harassing them a little bit, I mean, not like to the point where you're fucking with their yeah. mental health, excuse my language there, um, but it, it creates a culture of accountability, I think. Yeah,
1: I agree, man. It, you know what? And it's like anything in the world ever. You know, people uh people someone is always going to take it too far and that's where like we as a culture we as humans as as firefighters we need to stop that person and be like ah nah i don't you know let's 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 stay away from that and then yeah yeah just just bring it back man you know like uh, a bunch of a bunch of volleys at a a department in texas i think they're all in jail for um nine of them i think it was nine of them yeah they uh, did some really stupid stuff, hazing somebody hazing. W- well above the line they should have gone to. Um, and I, again, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's Texas or not, but um, it was just really stupid. And I, my, my thing that was always mind blowing to me is like, it's one thing if I'm doing it, but how nine humans were all standing around going, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, this is good. Like not one person said, we should stop doing what we're doing right now because someone's good, getting man. fired. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. But that's the it thing, really
0: though. is. That's another thing too, though. I wanted to kind of mention is like that, that asshole persona. I mean, it's, there's a reason for that, especially when you're first starting out and if your overhead is kind of an asshole to you. Well, yeah. it's for a reason. And they're trying to harden you up. They're trying to make you prove your worth. And I'll never forget it, man. When I got first got in the fire, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Chris Byrne. And I know he's listening to this. He uh, He's structured now, jerk. Nice. So he gets to go home and cry. Smart, of piles. smart guy, obviously. Yeah, he gets to go home and cry and a pile of <laughs> <the> money. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And you know what, man? He was the biggest asshole ever. And he was so hard on me. But I tell you what, man, after I got out of it and I started running an engine on by, by myself, like yeah. all those lessons that he taught me, he made me the operator that I was. Like I am today. Yeah. Yeah, He was hands down one of the best trainers, even though he was the
1: biggest asshole ever. (laughs) But I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. And that's you know what? And that's that's kind of the thought process that I think a lot of people have to remember is that, you know, there is a way to be a jerk, but still like be a leader. You know that's yeah. that whole like leader versus boss thing. That um, you can be a jerk to somebody, or be hard, or give them harsh lessons, but not be an absolute jerk. Because let me tell you something: if you're harsh to me, but I feel like we're you're a good leader, you do what you say, man. Mm. I'm gonna listen to you all day long, bro. But the second you're like, you're one of those white shirts. I don't know if you guys have white shirts or not, but like white they hats. Admit, we have white hard yeah. hats. <laughs> oh, God, the white heart is that we yeah. They're just White-heart like hat. shut up. <laughs> <Just> shut up. <laughs>
0: No, it's true though. It's definitely true, man. But yeah, that leadership potential, they'll recognize it too. And like at the end of the day, even though they're total asshole to you, they're training you hard. They're really harsh on you. They would give the shirt off their back, man. If you, for some reason, your landlord kicked you out of your house, they'd be like, Hey dude, I got a couch.
1: Yeah. Period. Yep. That's way it should be.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. So, all right. Fire department chronicles. You got to mm-hmm. just give me the rundown on this thing because your shit is hilarious. I love it, man. <laughs> so let's talk about that. How the heck did you get into that?
1: Uh, dude, I started making videos just messing around like at the station standard. What pretty much what the, the social media nightmare that every chief has, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So <laughs> so started making some videos. It was fun. You know, uh, put put them up on Facebook. No big deal. And then I, uh, I made a video. Um, it was, uh, the natural mating call for the paramedic, which is bitching. Um, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> yeah, spot on bro. Like it was just, it isn't what it is, man. I'm a medic. I get it. Um, so, I put that out there to explode. Well, we got a ton of views and we're like, Holy crap. This is incredible. So then we created fire department Chronicles page. Um, and just started growing it, man. We just, you know, <clears throat> a lot of it was like, wow, this is cool. I found other people. And thankfully I had enough like understanding of what I was doing and a cool enough chief to really say like, Hey, yo, um, I love what you're doing, man. This is cool. He's like, but you know, three rules, like, uh, don't, don't, uh, put the department's name in anything, yeah. you know, don't do that. Don't do things stupid. Don't write on top of fire trucks and stuff like that. And if you get fired, you did this to yourself. I'm like, all right, that's, that's fair enough, man. Oh, I can deal with that dude.
0: So at least he was transparent about everything. He's like, hey, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. You know, cause I, I, everything's PG 13. There's no cursing. You can watch this with your family, you know, that's what it's all about. So, um, But yeah, man, it like exploded, bro. And people really enjoyed it, dude. And I had a few haters in the beginning, like everybody does. Um, But now, man, it's, it's, um, and it morphed into like a mental health thing. And it's just, it's just been so cool. And that's, you know, Fire Department Coffee comes in and then, you know, uh, Bain and Treatment Centers, who I work with now. Like just, just really, really cool stuff. It's expanded to some really cool avenues.
0: That's pretty cool, man. And and that's a funny thing too, is like, you take the comedy approach to serious matters, like the CPR video that you did. That's hilarious. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, just, but it it has value. Though know, it has value for everybody, and also it kind of stops people. Even though it is like a heavy comedy element to it, it mm-hmm. stops people and makes them think. Especially in your line of work, it's valuable. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, but that's that's the way it should be. You know, there are times in life when you have to be serious, and and I and I appreciate those moments. But there's also times in life where, like, I you know, I'm in the process of making a mental health video, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the same heavy laying of comedy on top of a serious subject because bro enough, like people are tired of hearing, you know, it's like it tends to be the two ways that you learn about mental health. Either the guy that's like explaining things in such a monotone voice, you're passed out, you know, listening to him, serotonin levels, uh, you know, or it's the guy that's like got the guy that has you so afraid that you're going to kill yourself when you leave that room that like, you're no longer listening to what the hell's going yeah. on. Like everything ends in suicide. Uh, <laughs> so you know, there, there's got to be a way to do it, man. And that's kind of why I've laid this so heavy. Like the, the, the video for wildland, You know, I want to teach people how to like, what do wildland firefighters do, but not be like, yeah, this is exactly how they approach it. Like you got to, <laughs> it's, it's got to be a fun way to do the it. The Charlie Brown <laughs> voice.
0: Oh man. Speaking <laughs> of your wildland fire uh, video, which just came out, that was like your most yeah. recent video. So what inspired yeah. that? Was it just seeing all the stuff in California right now or?
1: Every year, bro. It's yep. the same thing every year. That's why I started off like that. It's like every year at some point in time, someone's going the entire West coast is on fire like <laughs> every year, man. And then last year was like Australia. So yeah, everything going on in Cali right now, dude. And you know, I just, I want to pay homage to those guys, man. That is, that's a side of the business that I just I never got into. I have no desire to get into. But the craziest thing about that role, at least for me, man, um, because I am—I I have a daughter, you know—I I have a girlfriend that I actually like and want to be around. Um, <laughs> you know, talking to a couple of my buddies that do do that—they're dual certified. You know, they do both. Yeah. Um, they're like, "Yo, you're uh, you're my but well, my one friend works for um, in California, and he's like, no, nah, nah, you go, you go to like a stomach pain call,' and on the way back, they're like, like, hey you guys are going out for brush fire stuff. Uh, see in 14 days. Like, you know, <laughs> Later, <bro. laughs> yeah. And we all know what they do to you guys. They're like, yeah, 14 days. All right, guys got to go back. You're back for one day. They're like, by the way, you're going back out for 14 days. Like, what? <laughs> and then you're gone. Oh yeah. No time with family, that kind of thing, you know? But it's
0: hard, man, especially with the seasonal element too. And it's, it's one thing that is kind of a common misconception is there's a big difference between like cal fire and your state agencies uh, between your federal agencies as well. Like a lot of the dudes and women out there that are fighting wildland fires in the green, yellow, and white trucks. So national Forest or uh, the USFS, the forest service, the BLM and uh, the national park service. Typically they're out there for 14 days. They get their two days off. They can go up to 21 days at a time. They get two days off and then they go out and back and do it again. They make like 14 bucks an hour starting.
1: I, I, you know, and that was something I wanted to talk about in that video, man, because I know that they're not paying those guys tons of cash. Like that's just, that's, that's not happening, you know? So yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the crappiest parts of that is that, you know, you're gone from your family for 14 days, man, 21 days. And then when you come back, bro, they don't give a crap. They're going to send you right back out again. What's the minimum of time that we got to keep them on. Yeah. <laughs> God, you know, and, and I think that's the hardest element. And I think that's why um, I give you guys a lot of credit. And then that's why the military has a real uh, soft spot in my heart. Cause oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine, man, my girlfriend and I are in love, man. And everything's great. And, and I joined the, I joined the army or joined the you know Marines or whatever. And they're like, you're gone for a year, bro.
0: Yep. Like, Later. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll see you in 15 months. I think there was a, one time that when Iraq was at its peak, they were doing 15 month deployments or some crazy, something, something crazy like that.
1: That's nuts, dude. I would break up with my girlfriend. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. So I, <laughs> right? I'm leaving. Uh, so you be good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about what's happening while I'm not away. Exactly. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And that that shit happens all the time, even domestically. I mean, if you, I hate making the comparison of the military to wildland fire, but it's like the closest comparable thing for six to eight months out of the year, you're gone for 14 days at a time. And then you come home for two days and then you fuck off back into the woods.
1: That's, and that was one of the things I saw there too, is like during season, don't make plans. Nope. Like, don't don't have you a can. wedding. Don't plan on going to a wedding. Uh my buddy that works uh I want to say LA County is where he works. But uh he's like, Yeah, man, you could be on vacation and they can call you and be like, sorry, uh your vacation's canceled. Short. You know, you better like, book a flight. What? No, I wanna go. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think the real tragedy though is what's what I really oh man, it freaking grinds my gear my gears. But uh we're not c- technically considered firefighters. The Fed side, at least, i heard
1: forestry technicians.
0: Forestry technicians, yeah. That's
1: it, God, that, that's like I don't get that, bro. You know, it's like calling a uh, a guy who cleans dishes a hydration specialist or ceramic hydration specialist. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's. Just, just, like what? How you? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can get it. What's the difference? Is, is it a, you know what I would imagine that is? That's a um, liability thing. That's an insurance thing. You know, that's an injury thing. Like, oh no, they're not fighting fires. They're,
0: they're forestry technicians. technicians. They're extreme yeah. landscapers. Okay.
1: <laughs> so you guys are extreme landscapers that's exactly
0: and it. currently in california which is completely on fire right now you've got let's see i got my numbers right here you got 1.3 million acres actively burning this year that's actively burnt this year 1.3 million acres and nationally you've had 4 million 4 million acres
1: so that's an impossible guess- task and that, I think that's what it is. It's an impossible task, right? And then you see, you see these dudes, um, you know, you see the, the air tankers and stuff, they're, they're dropping off the fire retardant and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, in my mind, I guess because in the grand scheme of looking at this forest, I'm like, what did you just do? Like, did you to do anything? You know? And I know that like they're, they're stopping that area from being able to able to burn. But yeah, <clears throat> I mean, how much of that stuff can they possibly drop? You know,
0: millions of gallons really millions That's of gallons yeah and there's tanker bases all over the united states you know i mean they're they're inter intermixed in between all these states yeah for response area you know they have overlap and for like response. And don't get me area. wrong
1: i'm not taking it away from them i know that they what they do is very important because <clears throat> i would imagine if they're dropping you know Twenty thousand gallons of that stuff—that's a very large area that you guys don't have to go, you know, work on, kind of thing. So,
0: well, that's the thing—it doesn't necessarily stop the fire. That fire <clears throat> retardant—it just slows it down. Because as soon as it dries out, it's flammable again. Sorry, yeah, get in there. You got to follow it up with like either a dozer or a hand crew or whatever, <laughs> yeah. man. It's—it's it's crazy. And some of these conditions that are occurring, especially with—you know—I'm a believer in climate change, and I know I'm going to get shit on by some of the people that are in my in my audience, but I don't care. Yeah. You. Can kiss my ass <laughs> but that's the thing dude is like with these conditions that we're experiencing year-round now fire season is year-round and you could throw all the resources at it in the
1: world and you're not going to stop it period now you can do so much 100 no. percent, bro And that's what it is man there's always with, with structural firefighting, you can contain it 99% of the time, you know, because if we're not able to contain it we can, we can contain it in the structure itself, let it burn, do exposure protection, that kind of thing. But, um, for you guys, what are you going to contain? Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. I do it again the one thing that I saw that was just so mind blowing to me, bro, was probably about four years ago in the big California fires that were happening, um, was seeing that fire, watching it cross a six lane highway. Oh yeah. You know, if it's good enough, wind, it's crossing a six lane highway, man, like how do you how do you contain that? I, and I, I don't have the answer. And that's what's sad, you know? No,
0: it's crazy. And that's the thing, too. It's like, I think managing our forests and uh, being able to have the workforce to do so, that's actually, yeah. I don't know, maybe paid less than poverty wages. That'd be like, nice, you know? Yeah. We might be able to do some <laughs> prescribed fire in the winter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad, bro. Yeah. And unfortunately, man, that's, that's going to be the first responder rhetoric. The first responder argument for, for the rest of time is, um, you need to pay people more like, you know, EMTs, EMT, Do you know, like the starting pay for FDMY firefighters? I thought it was a lot of money, bro. I thought it was like not 12
0: bucks like, an hour or some shit like that. Some crazy yeah, It's, it's, it's,
1: it's $40,000 a year.
0: That's insulting in New York.
1: <laughs> in New York. <laughs> 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 and, and, and like, you're paying guys 14 bucks an hour or whatever, you know, around those areas. And I think in, in um, uh, what is it? San Francisco, if you make less than $112,000 a year, you're considered below the poverty line.
0: Probably. I mean, San Francisco is ridiculously expensive, but then again, so is New York. <laughs> and then the mayor or the governor or whoever is in charge of that wants to lay off. What was it? To the tune of 400 fire or yeah. uh,
1: EMTs, 400 EMT, the EMF FDNY EMS gets cracked on so so hard and I don't get, I don't get it. I think it's a sheer numbers thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have X amount of, uh, you know, EMTs and paramedics and so on and so forth. But Mm -hmm. yo, you know what? If you can't pay for the service, stop having it. Yeah. Like there you go. Drive yourself to the hospital. Like if you're, if you're going to pay someone $14 an hour to be a $15 an hour to be a, uh, you know, to be an EMT or a paramedic or whatever, man, where they're not going to make anything like Jesus, Cause now these guys are commuting an hour, an hour and a half to get into work, that kind of thing. And it's just, it's not good for morale, you know?
0: No. Could you imagine riding the subway in your uniform? You're like, here I go to work.
1: (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) shit, what am I doing? (laughs) There are very, very few FDNY firefighters and FDNY EMTs and paramedics that can live in the city, bro. It's like, it's just impossible. No, you can't afford it. no way. It's insane, dude. I dated a girl that that moved up there. I want to say she was making like sixty five or seventy thousand dollars a year. It's like seventy grand a year. Ain't that's not bad. She couldn't afford to live with less than at least one roommate at least one roommate, like, you know, I mean, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy.
0: That and I, I don't know, man. And that, I don't know how anybody can live in these hyper-populated areas like New York or San Francisco or LA, man. People are just stacked on top of each other. It's like a yeah. cattle farm, man. I, it, that's not my game. I, I'll stick to the wildland thing and be out in the middle of the yeah. forest where there's nobody around. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, 30, 32. God, I almost thought, forgot my age there for a second. Yeah, I get it, bro.
1: That's why. Because you're 32. Like, yeah. I'm 37. I don't want to live around a bunch of people. I want to come home and I want to walk in my house and do whatever I want and not have to worry about a million other people around. Either. Exactly. Like, that's it, dude. I want to drive my car, too. I love driving my car. Like, that's it's nice. You know? What kind of car do you got? I have a very, very expensive Kia. <laughs> <laughs> oh no man i thought you were gonna say something
0: like oh yeah i got a classic car not kia no kia nice uh it's
1: about 36 miles to the gallon it's beautiful love it oh yeah
0: so i recently just stole my tacoma and people are gonna crap on me about this too but uh i got a a subaru crosstrek 36 miles to the gallon suck it
1: Dude, let me tell you. Like people make fun of me, they're like, "You drive a car, like, oh, that I like." I'm like, it's great when I go and fill up my vehicle for twenty eight dollars. Exactly, the last last all week. Like, it's great. <laughs> is, oh yeah. I want to get a Tesla eventually, man, but I just can't stomach spending, you know, seventy grand on a vehicle right now. I just can't do it.
0: That's a steep price to pay for an awesome car, but I I get it, man. They're cool, man. They go to zero to sixty in like two seconds or some crazy shit.
1: Not even that. That's not even it. It's the it's the autopilot, bro. That's <laughs> that's my lazy brain. Like I don't care going fast. I just want to be able to go eh, and then sit back again. <laughs> relax. Like that's that's my laziest. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. But hey, man. This uh yeah the thirty six mile an hour or thirty six mile per gallon thing. That's uh, yeah. that's where it is because I'm like all the, all the guys at the station before I uh, left the service is like. Hey, how's your uh, how's your car doing? I'm like, how's your brodos are doing? Yeah, good talk, <laughs> bud. Joke's on you.
1: We, <laughs> we I got a couple of guys. It's it, that's the typical firefighter thing. Like, you got a truck, bro? Hey, you trade your balls in with that thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what does your truck get to the gallon? Oh, eight miles to the gallon. How much does it cost filling up? 120. dollars I'm good. all right uh, Yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that, that's actually another car payment per month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like you know what. You're a man. That's I'll just tell you, you are the man like God. Amazing. Uh, by the way. But I just drive off <laughs> us.
0: All that's out there. But yeah, man, that's that's funny though, because like there's like stereotypes with firefighters in general. Yeah, you, know, you got the brodozer, and that's like for wild man or structure. You either got the brodozer or you got the hotshot Cadillac, which is a Tacoma. So I've I had one. <laughs> it's funny. Oh shit. So let's talk about some of these videos, man. Um yeah. Some of these videos are freaking hilarious. Like your four reactions to Narcan.
1: Thanks, dude.
0: <laughs> so I, I know I'm, I'm an EMT. I just got my advanced actually. So I, I understand like where you're coming from, but explain that to people that don't really know the whole Narcan game.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's obviously opioid overdoses, that kind of thing. And they're really, there's actually five reactions. I just didn't do the fifth because I wasn't trying to offend people kind of thing. I had I a soft subject as it was, but yeah, anyone, uh, anyone you give Narcan to, they, they tend to like wake up and there's always like the same four responses from them. Right. It's always the, uh, they like wake up and they're like, oh, like, well, what's going on guys? Like, how's everyone going? You know, they're super nice. Or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the, uh, the, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, and you're like, hey, uh, so what'd you use? Oh, I didn't use any drugs. Like uh <laughs> the Narc Sure. Yeah. The best be I ever saw was the Narcan I just gave you says that's wrong. <laughs> 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 um, the, the, the super the super pissed off guy. Like there's actually the violent guy, the guy that's like, What the crap. Um, and then the guy that vomits on you. No, uh, that's that one. I've seen that which when Narcan was like, when I first got into this, it was slam two milligrams. Like that's what you do. Wake, you wake up, them up, slam them, wake them up, that kind of thing. And after you got vomited on 17 times, you know, or, you know, granted, look, it is what it is, man. We, I, I, I actually don't want to take their highway completely because I want them to be nice while I'm yeah. in the back of the truck and, Yo, if it was the opposite, if I was high and I'm in La La Land r- riding cloud opioid nine, like I wouldn't want you to take that away from me. So you, you know, like pissed, yeah. <laughs> so just give them enough, they wake up and they're like, "Oh man," and you're like, "It's fine, no, it's good, man." Dude, man. You got your respirations, you got your respirations back. You're not gonna die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Another one that I love, dude, was the uh, asinine COVID behavior. Like COVID. Oh my god. I'm so over it. It's like, what's next on apocalypse? Bingo, right? We already confirmed aliens. So it's like what
1: super volcano, massive wildfire. Oh, wait, we got a massive wildfires. No. Canary islands, bro. Canary, Canary islands. Island thing. No. Yeah. Uh, Canary islands is like, it's a shelf or an island off of Africa. Uh-huh. And it's this huge shelf that if it slides down, uh, it'll send a tidal wave, like some ridiculous, like this isn't the measurement, but it's like six miles high traveling at 800 miles an hour. And like, will flood, like kill everyone on the, on the, on my coast of Florida, you know? Oh, um, that's, yeah, that's, so that's, 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 great. That's, probably that's,
0: that's super great. Yeah. Awesome.
1: It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, you know what it is, bro, is it, it's, uh, you want to educate but at the same time, you like you still make want to make fun of people, kind of yeah. like what we talked about before. Like you know, like you got to make fun of people because the masses don't give a shit. They don't like. I'm gonna wear gloves. Like okay, wear gloves. That's fine. And then they use those same gloves and touch their face and like pick their nose and like Type on their phone on their phone, bro. Uh. Someone, did you see the picture? The guy pulled the glove off with his mouth. He had the glove in his mouth while he was texting on his phone. <laughs> what?
0: People obviously don't understand the concept of cross-contamination.
1: Uh, you know, and, and firefighters and EMTs, we're all the worst too, bro. Because we'll do it on scenes. We don't even notice. We're like yeah. doing something. We'll touch our face, you know, whatever. But <clears throat> it was just so funny to watch these people. And they're like, don't. They're like, they're like, you walk by someone. And they're like, ha ah, ah. ha. Like they won't touch you. And I don't know no one can see this, but like get their hands up. They're like, no, don't touch me. And then you turn around and they're pulling their mask down and sniffing a candle like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing right now? Stop. Just stop.
0: (laughs) Another thing that I absolutely love about the COVID thing is like no shit. Yesterday when I was driving home, I was driving home from work and I saw someone with a face shield, an N95 and gloves driving Uh. alone in their car.
1: You know, and here's my thoughts on that. If that, like, I would love to follow that person because I want to see if, like, maybe that's what they do. They get in their car, fully suited up, drive to where they're going, do what they got to do, get back in their car, still fully suited up, get to their house, get out of the vehicle, take the suit off and clean everything. If that's what they did, I'd be like, money, you are smart. But we both know that's not what's happening. We both know they're grabbing their groceries, going in the house, touching everything inside of their house. You know what the best part is too? It's like from the most recent research that I've seen, COVID doesn't spread by touching. It's all through respiratory. Yeah. It's all through, you know, drop or uh, partial droplets stuff like that. So why are you wearing gloves? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess if someone's like walking through the produce aisle in Walmart or whatever and just coughing over everything, yeah, you that's know, which I've seen. Yeah, they'll. Yeah.
1: They'll, oh my god! All right, so. I that, saw, Oh, go ahead. To say, I saw a lady with gloves, and that's why I, that's why I did it in my one video. Uh, I saw a lady with gloves uh, pull a grape out, pull her mask down, try the grape, and then put her mask back on. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. All right, <laughs> Nice. Okay. Good talk. Good talk, lady. <laughs> you know what COVID proved to me without a shadow of a doubt? What's that? If and when, because it's definitely a when, the actual pandemic hits, we're all going to die. Yeah. Every single one of us.
0: Oh, yeah. There's no avoiding it. You know, <laughs> God forbid it's a zombie apocalypse. Wait, do you have that on your apocalypse bingo card?
1: Yeah. It's, God, I, I should, I should, I hope not, man. That's yo, I went to the, I already have a pistol and I was at the gunch. Sh- I was at a, uh, a place the other day, uh, a range and I was getting, I'm going to buy me a shotgun, man. Cause God, it ain't looking good. It's scary days. That's for sure,
0: man. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a jungle out there. We'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man. Uh, so you also did, a pretty lengthy you did a couple of bits also on how television shows completely screw up first responder stuff yeah Like it's pretty uh tracheotomies with a pen
1: oh my god <laughs> not even dude, tracheotomies with a pen would be good compared to some of this. the stuff that one of them the paramedic did a thoracotomy while mm-hmm. they were driving she stuck her hand in a guy's chest to hold his aorta what okay. how do you even know where the aorta is? Like, are you feeling through organs and then grabbing So, like what? Yeah, this is gonna pulse. Let's just squeeze this as hard as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> 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 just you know holy shit. I am trying it. to wrap my just head around just, that still. <laughs> wrap your head around that one, bro. That one that was just like is, I don't even know what's happening right, right now. Yeah. And they used uh one of my favorites was when they used um uh McGill Ford. Forceps to clamp somebody's femoral artery.
0: So they're what? digging up there, they're
1: rooting around in their thigh. Whoa. The guy's screaming, ah, ah and and he looks up and goes, Hey, can you hold him down? And Kate's digging his leg. I'm like, oh God, I can't even deal with this right now. Uh,
0: you know what solves that problem is a tourniquet. That's
1: you know Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said, you know, you know what to fix this whole thing? A tourniquet. Because they did all that, they clamped the arteries, then put the tourniquets on. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that? before you destroy this poor man's leg. Like, even because they said in the video, I was like, did you know tourniquet com- comes from the Latin to keep your job? <laughs> it's just, it's just so bad, man. And I, you know, I get it. Look, I've said this from the beginning. I make fun of those shows because it's, it's entertainment for everybody, especially in the medical field. We enjoy it. I give them respect because they're trying to make they're trying to make stuff entertaining for the yeah. general public because we both know if it was just the calls we run, that shit wouldn't be very fun or exciting at all. The only thing that's bothered me is that show, this is what's crazy. I started the 911 show. Um 911 actually Yeah, not yeah, it's called 911. Okay. 911 on Fox. Yeah, that's what it is. Nine one one on Fox. That show isn't anywhere near as like bad when it comes to like just ridiculous, like labels and everything as, um, I I know the viewers can't see this, but my lovely assistant slash girlfriend brings me my fire department coffee while I'm in the middle of this. Oh, shameless plug. I like it. (laughs) Um, thanks Um, no, but like station 19 is not even watchable. I don't even think it's on the show. I, I, I don't think it's on TV anymore. Thank God, bro. Every episode, some captain was having sex with some paramedic every single time. Like, oh, they were just, it was just geez. an orgy. I swear to God, bro. I, I was like 12 episodes in. I'm like, what have I been doing wrong my entire career? Everybody in the show is hot and everybody's having sex with each other. And is it's this? always in the box. Game it's of just Thrones, fire dishes bro it was it was just like what is actually happening right now so. oh God, dude yeah
0: that's terrible <laughs> so dude talk about uh fire department coffee you got your fire department coffee and the awesome red line flag in the background and some turnouts mm-hmm. and yeah you're all decked out i yeah, like it
1: you know when i moved into this place i was like i want a studio like i want a studio so i can record stuff and actually enjoy it and I got a green screen over here. You can't really see that, but oh, nice. um, it's fun. Yeah. Now, Fire Department Coffee is a coffee business that we established about three and a half years ago. And yes, we want to provide high quality coffee to firefighters, first responders, or, or anyone that supports first responders, that kind of thing. Um, you know, because honestly, man, I just was tired of drinking crappy coffee in the station kind of thing. But um, the biggest thing we wanted to do is when we want to make sure if we're creating a business, we want to give back to first responders. So we take 10% of all uh, net proceeds. And, uh, find first responders that are sick and injured. Uh, big thing is, is cash in hand, right? Yeah. So you can't pay your car, you know, you, you have to get some chemo or, or, you know, you hurt yourself and your workman's comp's only paying you X amounts, you know? So we walk in, give you 500 bucks, thousand bucks, pay your car payment, you know, give you some spending cash for the month, that kind of thing. And that's, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do the right thing. If, if people are going to support us, we want to return the favor, kind of thing.
0: No, that's awesome, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah. so I got to give you a little bit of a little bit of shit. So there's another company out there for the wild. It's pretty much basically what you do, but on the wild inside yeah. it's called hotshot uh, brewery, he's proposing yeah. a friendly competition between you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's funny. Cause uh, are you, do, you know, firefighter Fenton, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's an awesome yeah. dude. I actually, I'm trying to get him on the show, but he's just so damn busy. Apparently fire season never ended in the Southwest. So
1: yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's actually, he's good, man. He does. He does. Um, firefighting uh he does wildland stuff and he we give him crap because he's like one of our quote-unquote ambassadors and we use him in our videos and everything and um he made uh old town road but it was old dirt road uh the wild firefighter he, that one? was the coffee company he had in there bro so we gave him a bunch of shit about it we like, you ever said another brand bro we like oh, we're just kidding we <laughs> you turncoat know your place <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, man i don't ever <laughs> I don't ever take the time to crap on other firefighter businesses or firefighter owned companies, especially if they're giving back. Like, yeah. dude, that's your thing, man. You know, the only thing I've ever said is just, just don't be those people that try to go after other companies, just not intelligent. You know, I've yeah. actually, uh, that was that's always been my philosophy and jeff bezos dude i don't know if, uh, um amazon owner yeah uh, richest man in the world yeah i yeah, think he's he the first billionaire trillionaire i'm uh, pretty
0: sure he's got like a vault where he cries into money probably a dragon <laughs> or something like that that he cloned i, d- I don't know
1: he's he's crazy <laughs> rich right? okay, that I, mean, I think he's the first trillionaire ever right or he's about to be something I think like that.
0: he's about to be yeah yeah ridiculous
1: uh but he um He said, he said, I saw something the other day, a little blurb and he was like, yeah, I was talking to the CEO or speaking to these CEOs. And he goes, um, he goes. the first thing I tell any brand new CEO or anyone developing a company is don't focus on the competition. You said, focus on yourself, like focus on growing yourself, perfecting yourself. Don't focus on the competition because the second you do that, you're distracted. You're not able to focus on your products and you're going to end up, you know, uh, you're going to end up muttering the water of your own stuff. And I was like, man, that's smart. So that's a lot of things that I try to tell people. We're lucky Fire Department Coffee has been successful, but it's because we're doing the right thing with the money. We're doing what we're supposed to do. And we're creating good quality products for people, that kind of thing. But probably honest to God, it's actually been told, said that, Fire Department Coffee
0: is the best coffee for wilding and firefighters out there. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's a study. <laughs> I'm just cracking up. Yeah, uh, dude. No, it's you're right though. It's absolutely right, man. I don't, I don't believe in going after other people because now you're making it like a conflict. You know, I mean, you should probably yeah. be, I mean, especially in the fire uh, world, it's small one and two. Yeah. You guys got to be supporting each other, support each other at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, we all do the same job and we're in it for the yes. same causes, typically. And that was that was another thing, too. is actually uh hotshot brewery wanted to give a little shout out to you. and he's he says he loves your stuff,
1: man. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, tell tell him, I said, I appreciate that, man. You you know what, dude, let me tell you something. Like the coffee business is like something like a $500 billion business a year. Like, uh, I think hot shop brewery could make some money and we'd be totally okay with that. And I think it'd be, you know, the same both ways. Like I would be very happy if hot shop brewery, if I was out there and they were like, yeah, man, we made a made $25 million this year. I'd be like, that's amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) I would not give a shit, man. And I think if, if more people... If more people thought that way, bro, I think things would run a lot more fluid, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the challenge he wants to do, though, he wants to do an archery challenge with you. An archery challenge? Yeah. He wants to do, uh, what is it? It's a municipal firefighter versus wildland um, archery challenge.
1: That's very specific. I, just I know it's, v- it's very, <laughs>
0: very specific.
1: <laughs> well, here's a problem. He's probably like, oh, oh, I've never shot archery before. Like, hey, do you hear that guy? He's like an Olympian, Olympian like <laughs> <laughs> archer. Like, you bastard. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would definitely be down for some kind of uh some kind of fun challenge. I think we could do something cool. I think it'd be
0: cool, fun. man. Like kind of meet somewhere in the middle and uh you know, throw like a little event. Granted that COVID doesn't f everything up, you know. God,
1: man. We've twenty twenty one. Just don't even bother yeah. thinking about twenty twenty. I'm just right. gonna
0: put this entire year in the W column. Or actually no, the L column. <laughs> Let's do the L because this is yeah, it's just write <laughs> it off, man.
1: <laughs> so funny,
0: man. <laughs> but yeah, man, and and I'm a huge uh supporter of Everybody that wants to start a firefighter-owned business, I'm like, dude, just do it because you know. Honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, we, yeah, we do. We do our job and make a paycheck doing this stuff. Yeah, is it enough? Sometimes not, man, especially at our line of work, man. I'm all for creating side hustle, man. And it's sick to see a lot of people become successful like yourself or Hot Shop Brewery or the ass movement. One of my buddies, he's, I don't know if you're an outdoorsman or anything like that or if you've heard of the ass movement. But uh, yeah, he uh, he started this thing up and it's it's raising awareness for people uh, not burying their dookie in the woods. So yeah, clean up your public lands. There's a huge problem with that, believe it or not wow yeah the look on your face is just like you look you look you look shook right now
1: (laughs) because i would think of all the places i wanted to bury my stuff it would be out there i mean i feel like uh what 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 am i doing am i
0: apparently it's not common knowledge yeah (laughs) apparently people don't want to bury their uh their business out in the woods so
1: yet not they're not burying it they're just crapping and leaving yeah
0: surface pooping it's disgusting
1: that is disgusting. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah,
0: he's uh he's raising awareness and it's just cool, man. I got another buddy at Palm Leaf Leather. He's doing some great stuff. But uh, yeah, support your, your firefighter uh, owned business. I think
1: you know, I, and I think the best way to support firefighter businesses, I think if you're a business owner as a firefighter business, don't expect other firefighter businesses to, to support you. That's the number like that's the number one piece of advice I can give anybody because it's not especially if they're in the same realm as you. Yeah. They're opposite realms or something like that. That's fine. You know, like whatever. But if you're in the same realm, a lot of times don't try to like yo, like, let's do all this stuff. Cause at the end of the day, like you are trying to support each other, but you are mildly competition, that kind of thing. Like, it's always good to collaborate, but a lot of people will be like, Hey, uh, let me sell my products on your website. Like, does that, does that make sense to you? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That doesn't make sense to me either. Like, but you know, and the other and the, on the other side, I would say is if you are if you know someone who wants a firefighter-owned business and you're a firefighter, don't ask for a freaking discounts, You know, like no well, shit, right? Yeah. yeah, like. Like fifteen percent off is a pretty standard thing. Give someone fifteen percent off for being a first responder, that kind of thing. But a lot of guys are like, "Yo, hook me up for free, bro!" Like, or give me like half off, something like that. Like, why don't you? Why don't you just buy their stuff and support them? Like, Jesus, man.
0: No kidding. it's a lot of work too. Starting business, it's it's hard. It's
1: work, man. Yeah, it's hard. Mm A hundred percent, dude. You know, we give, we give 50% off for all first responders, Navy or you know, anyone in the military, that kind of thing. Cause they, they deserve it. Um, but it's always the, the free people, the people like, yo,
0: can I be a brand ambassador?
1: Yeah. Let me be a brand ambassador. Anyone that when people are coming up to them saying like, Hey, I'm going to make you my, my favorite one, my uh, friend of mine is a brand ambassador for an online store. And, um, what they do is for you to become an ambassador, they give you 20% off to buy whatever you want. Okay. So you are now buying their stuff Mm -hmm. and then they give you a coupon code. So they have created people to buy their stuff and then sell their stuff. Like, genius man absolutely genius. oh yeah
0: i mean that's the thing too is like i mean full transparency here i mean I, I got sponsors for the podcast you know manscaped of all people and it's the same it's the same thing you know it's yeah you're you're working for them that's what you're doing yes. you're advertising for them
1: but that's but advertising is one thing like you you should advertise, you know, or if they're going to pay you or they're going to, you know, they're going to give you X amount of dollars. That's sponsorships like that's totally different. You know, it's when it's when like it's clothing companies that do it. it's like, hey. We will give you fifty percent off this one piece of clothing, which means they're making money off of you. Oh yeah, and then then they're gonna give you a code so you can be their ambassador, which means that you're also making money off of you. So you know, no, you're different, man. Like you have a, you've worked very hard to create a product that people want, and now you're asking for the ability to stay, keep going. And Manscapes all over the place, bro. I love them. Oh, yeah. man. I I they're funny, like, man. They're awesome. You know what's
0: really funny too, as I was talking to their marketing. Man manager. And when we were setting this whole thing up and he's like, yeah, go nuts. Here's some basic talking points. You can be as filthy or crazy or whatever as you want. We're not a conservative company. And yeah, they're just like, eh, go for it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that, bro. Like, and there is a difference between sponsoring somebody and then the ambassador thing. I don't, I hate, I just, the ambassador word has always been, it's that's like, just, it's, just, it's just like influencer. F- I, yeah, yeah. 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 People like, it's like, it's crazy, but people like, yo, Jason, you're a social media influencer. And I look up what social media influencers actually have with combined followings. I am, but like on Instagram, I'm still considered like a micro influencer or a a, a minor influencer. I'm like, it's crazy, dude. Some of these people have 500 million followers. I'm like, are there 500 million people?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like it's like you know Kim Kardashian or The Rock or something like that. I mean, I guarantee you those guys throw up like a, a Gucci bag or something like that, or you know, Nike shoes and they here's your check for a million dollars, sir. Thank you. It's crazy. Oh, I don't understand it.
1: Bro, and you know what's funny, man? Is a lot of studies were showing that influencers really don't push product. They don't. They create awareness of products, but people Brand recognition. Don't buy the products. Yeah. There was, I forget who it was, but somebody put, um, did this thing about this girl had a million followers. So they, they paid X amounts for her to push these, this new product, these, these, uh, these girls, women's pants, right. Mm-hmm. She put it up, bro. She didn't sell anything. She sold almost nothing. You know why? Because 98% of her followers are creepy dudes that just want to see a hot chick bend over. Like they don't They're care just creeping. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at these yoga pants. Let me buy a set. Like, no one cares.
0: God, man. No, it's crazy, though. It's a, it's a crazy world out there. And, I, you know, it's 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 kind of weird, though, because like every once in a while, I'll get shit on by a couple of audience members. And uh, they'll like, oh, you're shilling for this. And I'm like, well, yeah. I am. Cause I have to run a business. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So
1: dude, I, that's, and that is always, it's all a firefighters. We just love shitting on each other. That's, that's our, our number one way of showing love somehow. I don't get it, but you know, it is, I mean, we've all done it. So I guess I do get it. Um, But people forget, bro, you're running a podcast. You have to make money, you know, like hosting H, I H- mean, p- I dude, the advertisements on Facebook. They're not, people aren't so bad about it now, but I remember people being like, why are you running advertisements on your Facebook? And it wasn't to me cause I don't need any of the money. Um, you know, I thankful thank God I have a full-time job, but for my friends that do this for a living, they're like, we have to make money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're laughing. You're having a good time. That's what's going on. You know,
0: the, it was the nature of the beast though, man, you gotta, you gotta promote yourself, you know, you gotta, and, uh, you gotta do it in a genuine way. And that's why I think that's one thing that a lot of people in the fire community that are, you know, like in your position or my position is like, you have to do it authentically or firefighter Fenton, you have to do yeah. it authentically and they do it well. And it's funny and it's entertaining and it's, it's good. It's good stuff. And I, I have wholeheartedly support that stuff.
1: I agree too. I agree, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, it's, and that's what it is, man. Don't do it to make the money, do it to make people laugh. And if you can make money then great, you know, if you enjoy it, Awesome, you know, yeah. and hopefully you'll be able to make enough money to support it or make a little bit of extra cheese and, you know, take your family on vacation, keep your wife happy, you know, standard things in life. I'm going
0: to tell you right now, this podcasting business, there ain't shit for money and it, it's barely no. keeping <laughs> itself afloat. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: but yeah, it, well, that's,
0: it's good. I mean, that's, that's kind of thing I want to do though. It's, uh, you know, it's just barely keeping it afloat, keeping it alive just enough to where, it, you know, it just lives on. And that's all I really want. Yeah. That's all I give a shit about. So, I agree. Yeah, man. So about the fired department, like there's a lot of, uh, wild and guys that are going to structure or want to go to structure. So do you have any like tips or tricks? I know you've done a couple of videos for this. What is like your pro tips, life pro tips for becoming a structure firefighter?
1: You know, I think, um, obviously, you know, I mean, because it's so multifaceted, like, you know, when you if you, if, if you're doing all the preparatory stuff, just look, whatever you need to do in order to get on your department, because a lot of places, um, are different. Some places require more than others. I know like, um, in some Northern States, uh, they just, it could be a civil servant test and then they actually run you through everything, that kind of thing. So for them, I would say just, you know, don't be stupid, no DUIs, don't drink and drive. Don't, you know, don't, um you know, don't do anything stupid that can get you a record. Don't get arrested. Don't, you know, but the big things uh, that a lot of people aren't looking at anymore, man, social media, bro. Like oh, yeah. don't post stupid things on your social media. I know that's like a lot of people right now are going, well, that's a bit hypocritical. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, don't post stuff about, and this is going to sound really jacked up. And, and this is where the whole first amendment thing comes in. My freedom of speech and everything, but listen, you can post all the guns, guns and conservatives or or the opposite side. You can do all the, all the liberal stuff you want to do and post up and fill your feeds up with it. And it is your right to do it. But the one thing I, I like to tell people to remember is that you don't know who's hiring you. And depending on, the size of your department, this could be on the discretion of the chief. And if the chief is like, Hey, let me look. Cause I know my department, they ask you for your Facebook and your Instagram handles. Yeah. And if they go on there and they see that you're spouting off about guns and how, you know, people get killed and you know, whatever you want to do, man. And they don't like that, bro. You ain't getting hired, man. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. So, you know, just, just try to be careful with that kind of stuff. But, Research it what, and take whatever classes you need to do. And if you don't get hired right away, take more classes. The more the more you can show that you're interested and you and you actually, you're dedicated to this, the, the more chance you have of getting picked up. I got you.
0: And what about the EMS background too? Because I know that's important, especially with yeah. your growing departments, man. You got to be at least an EMT, which is practically nothing. That paramedic call it's, the paramagic, I like to call it paramagic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it those EMTs, it depends on where you're at. Uh, yeah. I know down in Florida, uh, it's basic EMT. You're your uh your uh, an EMTB is what it's called, I believe. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of skills you can do, but you, I mean, obviously, listen, a great EMT is great, but yeah, you need to get that at, at a minimum. And then I know for a lot of departments down here, you need to be a paramedic. Um, you need to be at you need to be a paramedic to get hired. Like that's that's kind of a minimum requirement now. So if you're coming down here, or depending on where you're at, look at what their requirements are. Um, I know I know in some states you can become ENTIs and there's different variant levels, but down here, it's paramedic is normally the minimum that you need to to get hired.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, that's the thing around here too. I mean, if you're not a paramedic, you're gonna have a snowball's chance in hell about getting picked up. I mean, if you're an advanced yeah. and you could start an IV, then yeah, yeah cool. You're, you're you probably have a better chance. But the EMT basic, especially in the West Coast, where it's hyper competitive. You got to up those quals. There's a rookie number, son.
1: <laughs> that's a rookie number, son. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's exactly what it is, man. It's like, you want to give yourself the best shot ever. That's why the whole interview tips and stuff that I did was like, show up and be the best you can possibly. be. You have to be memorable. Yeah. When I, uh, I got hired with my city. I was actually in the process of another city. And when I went up for the written, I sat in a stadium. I sat in a stadium with 1,500, uh, 1500 other people. Holy shit! For one, for, it was a hundred. It was like a hundred jobs or, or fifty jobs, I think it was, and I sat in there with fifteen hundred other people and took a freaking a uh, 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 written exam. It was insane.
0: That's a lot of people, man. That's a hell of a lot of competition. Like when I tested for a local department here, um, I mean, it was, it was called a, it was like a a conglomeration of a bunch of different departments and they tested all at once. It's kind of like a civil service test, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we go out and do our, like our PT portion of it, our physical portion of it Mm is after the test. But yeah, man, um, there was only probably like 200 people, but still it was two other 200 other hungry people that were looking
1: for jobs. Yes. And that was just my round. (laughs) There was multiple rounds. Jesus. You know and and like it, it you gotta remember the simplistic things. Fill out the application completely. Make sure you know the one thing I was always taught was if there's a blank that you're not filling out put NA there. Okay? Like yeah. or or not applicable or 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 slash it out. Like make sure you give them zero reason to turn you away.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. That's the thing too. Is that not uh- The worst responders. He was on our one of our episodes. He was saying that you know don't come in there with like the oh yeah my stereotypical story about how I want to become a firefighter. Make something memorable, you know, like like you were saying as well. Have something that really sticks. That's very personal and then outside the box as well. Yeah, especially if you get a chief interview.
1: Because everyone says, I want to save lives. Cause that's, that's truly what we want to do yeah. this for. But I mean, expand on that. You know, you could even call that out. You know, I know that the stereotypical response is that everyone wants to save lives, but in my life, because of my life experiences as a child, that's what made me want to do this. You know, I've seen a lot of things throughout my life and, and, and I knew that, that I wanted to be able to impact my community along with ch- ch- saving lives. And I know that this, You'll know, put EMS or fire agency. I know that this agency, because of the size of it, gives me the greatest chance to be able to impact as many lives as possible. Like they would be like, oh, what the fuck? They're fucking nuts. <laughs> like, you know, like, just, it's all, it's like anything else, you know? Just, just BS it. Like, say what you can, but have diarrhea in the mouth. Just make sure you're not rambling. You know. Yeah. Oh, my my favorite thing is uh, red stripe fire truck. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh
0: uh Yeah, minimize the ums.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, minimize ums. Ums bother me. Um, not that I would mark anyone off for that, but just you know, um, um, it, that's more of a speech thing when someone's like, "So I went to the beach, um, and then I saw or K." You, you, next time someone's speaking well, you'll you'll pick it up real fast okay so uh we went to the <laughs> store okay and
0: uh like, oh my god <laughs> or the hands and we did this and uh we initially attacked and uh yeah we uh tied and up oh yeah when we uh and yeah i totally get <laughs> like, it man yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
0: but yeah man um no it's cool it's 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 awesome that you're giving these tips out and you're giving back to the community not only one with fire department coffee and the um the donations that you're getting through there, you're also educating people and kind of creating a, a comedic PSA for a lot of folks out there. But also, you work with another uh, what was the um the other foundation that you work with? Ben. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us about that. What's all about all about? <laughs>
1: So banning Treatment Centers, uh, you know, obviously the big thing right now is or always, but we're just now addressing is mental health issues, right? So yeah. I wanted to find a place that had nationwide resources and was genuinely a good place to go to. So, uh, I, so I found Banning Treatment Centers, worked with them for about a year before I decided to kind of put their name, put my name on theirs kind of thing. Um, so uh, Banning Treatment Centers are awesome, dude. 12 different facilities across the United States were uh, in the process of opening up another one in a very large large states, um, large population, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, and they, uh, you know, we, we want to be able to give people the treatment or help that they need and it not be so like, you know, the whole stigma, like you're messed up, dude, you know, like, and we want to, and we want to be able to do it so where it doesn't, it's not all focused on the fact that you're a first responder, like, okay, you're a first responder. Some of your trauma may have come from being a first responder, but I'm willing to bet there's something hidden from a first responder. Yeah, you had some issues, man. So, like let's let's work on it, get you whole, get you to where you need to be and then back out saving lives again, you know?
0: No, that's awesome, man. And there's a lot of commonality with uh wildland versus structure in that regard, especially, man. Um yeah, dude, the mental health thing, huge. It is so mm-hmm. huge. Uh I, I want to say that we have a 30% increased chance of uh committing
1: suicide yeah. and that's yeah, yeah, dude. It's insane. It sucks. Yeah, of course, bro. Take take a take a firefighter and take him from his family for a month, two months, three months. You know, c- c- never allow him to b- get downtime or be with his family. You know, he's gotta be away from them. Now is now he finds out his girlfriend's cheating on him, or you know, something like that. Like, yo, that yeah, you're probably gonna kill yourself, man. You know, or 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 you're chasing a fire, chasing it. You think you got it, it gets away from you, kills the family, like. How, how do you roach as a that?
0: Community. You know what I'm Yeah. Yeah. community? Well, that's the thing too. It's like you're you're going a hundred I think that's a big difference too, is like, I mean, I'm not trying to like play it off or anything like that, but structured firefighters, they have a lot more networks of support for mental health avenues, right? Any, any <laughs> avenue, if you're just having even like marital issues or yeah. financial issues, you guys got the network, man. And I really wish to see one day that uh, wildland firefighters get that same level of uh, care because it yeah. sucks, man. You're, you're going 120 miles an hour during the uh, summer and then you're stuck. You're, you're practically into reverse you're laid yeah. off for six months, man. It sucks. It sucks, man. That's got to yeah. be damaging to anybody's mental health.
1: I agree. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. But yeah, man, that's 100%. cool that you're working with that uh, organization and uh yeah, I definitely uh, want to give a kudos to you, man. That's pretty badass.
1: Thanks, brother. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. it, dude.
0: So, what other that's stuff cool. do you guys got coming down the line here?
1: Uh, we got a few other things. fire department coffees coming down. Uh, we got some things coming out. Uh, I think that'll be real exciting in the next year or so we're working on a video right now that I think is going to be pretty epic for our, uh, we do a harvest blend every year. Um, Ooh, and we're gonna, okay, I can't say any details yet, but we're, we're, we're working on it. It's going to be a big blast dude. Um, and then, um, we got some really cool stuff coming around the corner, man, that I think a lot of people are going to appreciate, especially in the summertime. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it right now, bro. I just found out that I'm going to be uh, doing a lot of speeches this year or the end of this year for some virtual stuff. And the next year, I believe I'm going to be speaking at a uh, um, a very large uh, conference for chiefs. So that'll be an interesting one. That's awesome. uh, <laughs> that'd be good. It's going to be fun. That's cool, man. No, that's
0: cool. You're yeah. heavily invested in the community. You got some awesome content, man. So where can we find Thanks, you?
1: Bro. So uh Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. My YouTube's finally growing. I'm excited about that, man. And then uh the old uh the kitty TikTok. I'm on there as well for uh, shorter, funnier videos. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like uh, ah, take the
0: All right. So I got an honest question to ask you about TikTok, man. What do you think about TikTok cringe videos?
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, you know how I feel about that too. like we all, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't care about dancing videos. You want to get in your gear and dance and do whatever. I don't I don't care. That stuff will never bother me. And this is this is what makes me make me a, a hypocritical kind of. Don't put a video out crying fake tears. You know, pretending and having sad music behind it because you're not doing that to raise awareness for something. Yeah, you're doing that unless that's just the way you express yourself. But there's better ways to do it that come across more genuine, you know. Um, But a lot of people, unfortunately, are doing that because they want attention. And what that does is it really removes. It removes a lot of uh, authenticity from the people that are genuinely hurting. You know, like if you're actually hurting, you need to reach out to people. You don't need to put a do a selfie of you crying and then put that out because that's like shit, man. It really craps on what's going on because for you to do that meant that you had to take the time to cry, cry, put the video out and then put music to that. Like there was an editing process in there versus you should just be reaching out. And I think it takes away, but I get it, man. I don't have an issue with people laughing and have a good time doing some dancing and stuff. Just don't do anything stupid. That's yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing, dude. It's like those, those videos, man, it kind of bothers me and for the exact same reasons that you just pointed out. It really diminishes the true issue of mental health, man. It sucks. And it sucks so bad.
1: And I get it, bro. People express things differently. That's what's so difficult about mental health. Like if I break your leg, bro, you're going to express that in one way. A lot of pain. Like, yeah. And everyone expresses that in the same way, you know, but with mental health, like you may be an asshole when, when you're when you're mad, you know, yeah. like or when you're when you're uh, upset or angry or depressed. Like that's how. Some people act like I'm not a very nice person, but I I become very distant, you know. And then some people cry, or some people become angry, and just like it is expressed differently. So that's that's what sucks about trying to figure out what's going on with someone with mental health issues. But but you can always tell you can tell the people that are you know holding their their, their stethoscope around their neck and they're like you know when somebody calls and I don't and I can't save their life, like man, they like walk off camera and it's like. There's got to be a better way to, dis- to 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 express that. There's just got to be, you know. But I'll, I'll never directly crap on the only people I like crap on is when when it's like they're dancing on fire trucks that are moving. Like, don't do shit like that, bro. Like, yeah. don't. and stop putting your department's name and everything. That's that's probably that's the number one thing I tell you. I tell anyone who's on TikTok stop putting your department's name in things and stop getting on there and saying F this F that you F and like F F F F F like your department's going to be like, no, you're fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> just keep it clean. You, bro. I, I can say, there's anything that I've, I think I've done is I have proven that you can create PG 13 humor and it still be shareable. You oh, know, yeah. like you don't have to curse,
0: you know? No, you don't. I mean, I, I'm one to talk where I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm pretty much a hypocrite here at this point because I swear like a sailor, but... So do I. Yeah, it's, it's my style. Yeah. I'm, I try and be transparent as possible and authentic as possible, but that's my style, man. But when... But there's the, a difference. Yeah, when there's the shoes on the other foot and you're on scene, <laughs> dude, one thing that really pisses me off, this has just popped into my mind, is someone when their first new engine to a structure fire and they're sitting there taking selfies in front of a freaking burning uh, building. Holy shit, man. What have you done? What have you done? That is so bad. Um, Even if it wasn't occupied, no, it could be in a vacant building, but it's still, you're saving a foundation, man. What the hell are you doing? Optics, man. Think of what the public looks optics.
1: at. I don't think anyone should take selfies in front of buildings, period. Like that. I mean, we've all done it because it was kind of part of the culture. I get it. Once it's burnt, when it's done, it's out, everyone's done. But you know, and, and I don't want to clarify one thing. I don't care if you put your personal videos up. If it's you by yourself in your car, that's one thing, you know, curse all you want. But when you're in your gear, when you're in your department stuff and the labeling is on there, bro, just just understand, like, you're going to do it. You're, there's There may be consequences and you ain't going to like them, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, the whole optics of take, don't take selfies in front of burning buildings and don't take selfies in front of people's houses oh, when yeah. they just lost everything. Just don't do it, bro. I get it. It's pride. I get it, man. But yeah, abandoned houses, warehouses, stuff like that, just not in front of the mom's crying because she just lost everything that she owns and you're High five and doing the hero mother.
0: shit thing, you know? Yeah. yeah same could <laughs> be said. Shit. <laughs> hero shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could do the same thing though for Wildland though. Um, I mean the same thing. Same rules apply, man. Keep keep it's, it clean. Oh
1: yeah exactly but for you guys the selfie thing it's one thing if there's an entire mountain on fire behind you selfie the shit out of that yeah that's a good time you ain't putting that out
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing you can do but if you're rolling through a community that just had a uh a massive fire roll through it then you know have some decency and respect man yeah yeah
1: Yeah, i agree i agree with that
0: (laughs) well jason man it's uh it's getting to the end of the show and uh yeah uh at the end of the show i'd like to give you the opportunity to give a shout out to a homie hero mentor who do you got for us could be multiple people too if you want
1: honestly bro um i'd I'd like to like give like a big just a big shout out to I I think humanity as it is right now, bro, I think for a lot of people, they're struggling really hard right now with everything going on, but I give people a lot of credit because for every one negative thing I see online, I see five other very positive things. So I'd like to give a shout out to that, but uh, especially the unspoken, the people that I always try to give shout outs to, man, the volleys, man. I just, I got to give you guys the credit, bro. Like, I get paid for what I do and I love it and I think it's awesome, man. But for you guys that are doing it for free, the ones that are leaving their jobs or leaving their families in the middle of the night to go do it for free, I appreciate you guys, man.
0: That's a hell of a noble service. That's for sure. Mm hmm. Ain't that the truth? Well, Jason, dude, I thank you. Thank you so much for being on the uh, show here. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you on again and see some more content on your uh, socials there. Fire Department
1: Chronicles. (laughs) I appreciate it, brother. I'll keep it coming as long as you guys let me, man.
0: (laughs) Right on, dude. Take care. You too, brother. And boom, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast is in the books with our good friend Jason Patton, also known as Fire Department Chronicles. Dude, your stuff is hilarious, and I deeply appreciate you being on the show, man. It's uh, <laughs> It was pretty cool. Get a little insight as to what goes on behind the scenes and, uh, yeah, have your uh, listener base, some of your wildland listener base get to know you. That's pretty cool, man. It's pretty unique. Uh, definitely think that your stuff is hilarious and yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's uh it's good. It's co- it's comedy with a serious message behind it, which is pretty cool. A lot to be learned there. But anyways, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Definitely appreciate it. For the rest of you guys, uh, if you're in California right now or Colorado, definitely stay safe, stay savage. hope you guys are doing okay. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, back to normal here on the old episode. So, sorry we missed an episode last week. But, hey, it's PL 5 And, uh, yeah, uh, I had to rearrange some stuff. So, my bad. Oops. You'll deal with it. And for our sponsors, just want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors. We got The Ass Movement. Raising awareness for uh, doing the right thing and, you know, burying your poop in the woods. So, shout out to the ass movement. We got Mystery Ranch, purveyors of the finest packs on this damn continent. Hell, even, the, uh, even worldwide, believe it or not. We got Hot Brewery. They make kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause. And we got Manscaped. Yeah, you guys uh, want to go get 20% off and uh, free shipping. Definitely use code Anchor Point at checkout over at www.manscape.com. And last but not least, we got Bethany over there at the Smoky Generation. Keep doing what you're doing, you're kicking ass. And for the rest of you guys, stay safe, stay savage. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.